Welcome to Real Talk, the podcast. Happy New Year to you. You made it. Happy 2022. We are so happy to be here with you. I'm excited because I have a lovely, beautiful (laughs) guest with me. You can't see her. You can hear her. But none other than Atia Heels-Trema is joining us today as we talk about everything love as part of the special episode. If you are hearing this on the 14th of February, it is Valentine's Day. It is Love Day. If you're hearing it after, I hope it wasn't ghetto for you. If you're hearing it pre that, which you wouldn't because you don't live in Australia or something. Um, We are tackling everything related to love and just speaking through some of our experiences as a couple and three things that we would share with our single selves. Because one thing that I could say is that when you are navigating and trying to figure out what is best for you and for this life journey, it gets difficult in your singleness. So we're gonna share three things that we wish we could have told our single selves. And I hope that as you listen, you'll be inspired. Please make sure you reach out to us and you let us know if you've got any questions, any commentary. This is the space for it. Well, Atiyah. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It it is a pleasure. (laughs) It is an honor to have you on Real Talk, the podcast. For those of you who don't know, all of those beautiful things you've been seeing in terms of social cards. (laughs) In terms of promo for Real Talk, the podcast has been coming from the CEO of Sapphire Media here, my beautiful <laughs> wife, Tia. And so, um, you know, very grateful for all you've been doing to push this vision okay. and to make it possible. And today, we don't want you to be so busy on the creative side that you don't share your thoughts. Yeah. And so, we're, we're going to talk through, first and foremost, baby, mm-hmm. is love enough to sustain a long-term relationship? Honestly, I think that that's uh, an answer that depends on the person. Um, It depends on how you love. It depends on what you need to have your love tank full. Um, It depends on what you're coming into the relationship with. Um, I think it's different for, for everyone. And it also is different depending on what your definition of love is because I find everyone has a a different definition of love um so I think it depends on the person for me love (laughs) love for me me personally to sustain a a long-term relationship that's the question you know what if I'm gonna be all the way 100 no love cannot pay your bills love cannot it just no it's it's not enough i think um love itself out of that comes you know the desire to want to provide for those you love and but is it enough no okay i think i think we need to establish (laughs) right from the get of this episode of real talk the pod that love on its own (laughs) cannot sustain a long-term relationship because love will not keep you covered with shelter. Love will not protect you and cover you in your vulnerable moments. Love does not push you to become the best version of yourself. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It It might inspire it. Okay. Okay. But, but it is, it is the not thing? the catalyst okay. for you becoming your best self. Okay. It's actually what acts as the the glue of a relationship yeah. in the long term. Because ultimately, it is your love 
both for yourself and for your partner that will say, listen, I committed to a certain type of partnership. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do what is in my strength and in my ability mm -hmm. to make that possible. Okay. Yeah. Now, I think it's important that we define love um, before we even like get into the nitty gritty because I mean, like I said, everyone's definition yeah. of love is different. Um, so according to the dictionary, mm -hmm. love is a strong feeling of affection, um, a strong feeling of affection and sexual attraction for someone. Mm -hmm. And it's important. also a great interest and pleasure in something. Um, so when you take it, take it by definition, the answer would be no. You can't pay your bills. You can't um, pursue purpose. You can't. You can't Overcome do anything. Generational trauma. There you go. You can't do any of those things with just a strong affection towards someone or something. It, mm -hmm. it just it doesn't work. Now those things that love can inspire you um, to to enter the pursuit of better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, love can inspire you to grow. Love can inspire you, but it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. I, I will totally agree with you on that. Um, I think the definition of love as we heard it from the dictionary doesn't actually cover the full scope of what love is. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that you need love to keep a relationship together, mm -hmm. to inspire it. Ultimately, people are in relationships for different reasons, right? But it is the love that will ultimately inspire you to say, hey, these are the things that I want in a relationship. These are the things that my partner is seeking in a relationship. I will actually commit to figuring out the workable compromise, mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing is that our definition of love changes over time. Yeah, of course. So if you are building the entire relationship on the affections, the attention, and the feelings that you had in the beginning of the relationship, when you meet your partner 20 years down the line, when you encounter your partner mm -hmm. under pressure, when you encounter your partner under stress, you are literally going to look at them and say, uh, this isn't who I got into a relationship with, or this isn't who I made a commitment to. Mm -hmm. And you will now be forced to make decisions that might actually hurt you in the long run. And I think we can comfortably say, you do not want to make decisions in the thick of just relying on the affections that you feel. I agree. I think the other thing too, is that sometimes your affections can, can confuse you. You know, um, sometimes your feelings and emotions that we assume are love, mm -hmm. um, when it's really infatuation or it's lust okay. or it's, it's just not love. It could confuse uh -oh. you and it could cause you to make decisions that, um, are, are damaging for you. Uh, especially when it comes to building a long-term relationship. Sometimes we pick a person um, to do life with based off of a strong affection that's not necessarily love. And then you've, you've, you know, built this seven year, eight year, 10 year relationship with somebody that you really have no business being in because you assumed that what you were feeling was love. Or just like you said, you know, you, um, you 
get into a relationship with someone there's all these feelings there's all these emotions attached to who a person is at the beginning of the relationship that seven years down the road five years down the road you expect that same Sometimes person six but months exactly but we grow and we change and it's important that the love that you have for for the person um it grows and, and and it evolves as well i think that's so important especially when when touching on a long-term relationship just like we grow and evolve your love for that person grows and evolves now i want to move on to our next segment okay. and um i think we covered pretty much everything no just, we didn't we didn't we didn't no so <laughs> three, what are things three things you would tell you would your tell. single self Ooh. um Three things that I would tell my single self, my single younger self. Just single. <laughs> okay. Because the truth is, singleness is actually for life. Yeah, that's true. The truth is that we go into deeper partnership with yeah. our partner. Yeah. But don't think you're about always, <laughs> you're always going to have a relationship with yourself. Yeah. But and when it comes to this. Yeah. There are things that everybody needs to know yeah. when they're working at becoming their best self mm -hmm. and then preparing for partnership. Okay. Um, three things I would tell my single self. The, f the first thing I would tell myself is trust your process mm -hmm. and don't rush. Um, I was always in a rush to be grown. I was always in a rush to be in a relationship because of what I saw growing up. I was always in a rush to go. My mom would always tell me what you put the horse before the cart. You put the cart before, cart before the horse. Yeah. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> you put the cart before the horse. Um, you know, and I would do that with every aspect of my life. And what it did was it it put me in a place where I was constantly enter in, entering entering into things prematurely, whether it was relationships, whether it was opportunities, whatever it was, because I didn't allow myself to, to go through due process. So I would tell my single self to trust your process and to be patient and don't rush. Trust and pay attention to the red flags, okay? Okay. <laughs> so you said, so trust your process. Trust your process. Be patient. Be patient. Don't, Don't rush. And trust the red. Or, sorry, pay attention to the red flags. Okay. So <laughs> I love those. I think those are huge. Mm -hmm. What I would say to my single self is number one, what you want is not too much. Yes. First thing. Say it again, baby. What that you good. want is not too much mm -hmm. because when we got together, everybody who knew me for real, for real, <laughs> was like, bruh, you've been talking about the kind of woman you would be, and this woman is that and better. Because I really felt in my heart of hearts that my journey was going to bring me to my life partner, and that when I would meet her, I, <laughs> when I would meet her, there would be no confusion about who she was to now, me. Now, let me, I'm gonna have to interrupt you because I was talking about this with my sister the other day because Sammy said that he would always talk about the kind of person, the kind of woman that he would be with. When we, when we became friends, when we first started hanging out, people would tell us all the time or like kind of pull us off to the side and be like, oh, so when are you guys getting married? You know, let me know. And we'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and it happened so often that I'm like, what, what is everybody seeing that I don't see? Like, what is it? 
And when I found out that he was having these conversations before even meeting me about what his wife or what his ideal partner would be like, and this is the other thing too, you have to envision who are the type of partner that you want for, um, for yourself, who will fit where you are going in life. Yes. Anyway, so once I realized that you had already painted a picture to the people who were in your life about what I look like, that when I came into your life, everybody already recognized who I was because you had already envisioned it, painted a picture and communicated that with the people who mattered to you. And I had also honored when it wasn't that. Exactly. This is the other thing that you singles <laughs> need to understand, my friends. Sounds great. It's okay to honor your standards. Yeah. Honor what it is that God has placed on your heart concerning your partner. Yeah. Honor your difference. Yeah. So for instance, I am as extroverted as they come. <laughs> I need somebody who doesn't mind listening to the fact that every time I tell you a story, it's going to be the long-winded yeah. version because it's just <laughs> how I'm wired. I needed somebody who would be patient with the fact that I'm an early riser. A very early riser. Like, we're talking, like, <laughs> not with the birds, like, Before, Like, when it's still dark. And <laughs> I needed somebody who would accept that there were layers to my person. Mm -hmm. Like, there are many layers to who I am as a person and many yeah. layers to who you are as a person. Yeah. And so there were certain non-negotiables that I established within myself and I put pen to paper. And I was very clear about this is where I'm going. This is the life plan. Mm -hmm. This is ultimately what a partner can bring into my world. Mm -hmm. And when I saw people model it, mm -hmm. but not do it organically, I was like, nah, you're a fraud. This is 419. <laughs> this is a scam. I want out. Like, I'm sorry. We don't have to renegotiate. <laughs> and I reserved the space. Yeah. Honestly. I apologize to some of those people for what they dealt with in the earlier years because it wasn't as graceful I as it should have been. But I was very clear on, no, it's not it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel at home here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel at rest here. Yeah. I do not feel that there is a true compliment here. Mm -hmm. I can see that there's an attempt. Mm -hmm. And this is the other thing that gets confusing. I can see that there's a genuine attempt to want to be all things for me, but it must come organically. That's right. It must come from the depths of who you are. That's right. It should be part of your wiring. That's it. I think that is so important. And this is why, like I said, you gotta trust your process because like the person that you're supposed to be with, your person, the one that was designed for you, they're mm -hmm. going to compliment your process. They're going to compliment who you are, but they're also going to compliment your process. Yes. And I would always be dating someone and try to make them compliment my process. Whereas with you, it was just so organic that I didn't even realize because I was so used to the 419ers. I didn't even realize that this thing that I, <laughs> that I thought I saw or this in others that this thing was happening organically. And that's, that's one thing that I find that our generation doesn't understand is look for the authenticity in your dynamic with a person. And that's whether you're working with a person, that's whether you're friends mm -hmm. or it's a romantic relationship. Look for the authenticity and in baby, it. don't ask for the authenticity. No, you can't. When you're not presenting it yourself. Thank you. If you're busy giving us the, the performative 
version of yourself, your polished, prim, proper version of yourself mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. And there are so many more layers to your depth and your essence. What you will get is that version of someone else. Mm -hmm. And then you'll probably make a commitment to it. And then the unraveling is like, oh my goodness. Yes. But I think that's why you gotta, you gotta, again, that process, because that process will strip you of all those authentic layers, strip you of all the dead skin, strip you of all those things that are a part of you that have no business being that's a part true. of you, all those things that you've picked up along your journey. You go through your process and it will strip you of all those things so that you can come into your authentic self and your person will compliment that. Mm -hmm. They'll even compliment the stripping process. Mm -hmm. There were things about me that coming into contact with you, even just as friends, it stripped me of certain things. It's it, like crazy. a lot of dead weight, a lot of trauma, a lot of things that like and it wasn't habits, just with thought you, patterns. It wasn't just with you. I went through the exact same thing where it's like all of a sudden my character was being challenged to level up. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. I yeah. Can't. It's like you wanna be and do better. Yeah. You know? And and so pay attention to those things. So, wow, that was just one. That was <laughs> Sorry. So that was just the one thing. <laughs> Repeat it, what was it? Was, <laughs> it was to say, like, honor your yeah. standards. Yes. Don't don't change up yes. what it is that you don't feel. Shrink back. Don't what you want. Yeah is not too much yeah so that's the first thing i would tell my single self the second thing i would say is invite god into the process yes every time oh of your singleness because i went through roller coaster experiences mm -hmm. ups and downs mm -hmm. peaks and valleys tornadoes and all kind of stuff <laughs> all kind of stuff in my relational journey yeah Granted, I got lessons from every single thing, but if I could skip all of that, <laughs> I would. Honey. And the truth yeah. was, I never, I never started to have the conversation with God about what was happening yeah. with with the honeys until the relationship before you. Yeah. And it was when I actually invited him in and I made the changes even when they were extremely uncomfortable. And I didn't ignore the signs, like you said, the red that I gave myself the chance to walk out a journey mm -hmm. with this new wisdom. And I actually had to be single for a year and a half, mm -hmm. like no energy being put out there. No. It was just friendly yeah. while I was literally recharging and, and going into and my own cocoon yourself, yeah. and learning myself and giving time into my purpose and and now, getting to know think, god and even myself do you think that inviting god into your journey or into your process while you were in that relationship pre-me mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think that inviting him into the process is what opened your eyes to see that that person wasn't for you 100 percent because what happened is that at the key points where it would have made natural sense mm -hmm. to go forward mm -hmm. or to get deeper mm -hmm. because God was involved, he would literally shake up the order. Yeah. It wow. would just happen. Yeah. And now this other person is happily married. Yeah. I'm happy for her. Yeah. I hope that wherever she is, she's doing her thing because I'm good over here. <laughs> but frankly, God had a purpose and a plan mm -hmm. for what we were to learn yes. in relationship. But when it was time for us to go our separate ways, yeah. because mm -hmm. he was involved, mm -hmm. it, it was happened. a lot more amicably than happened organically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. You know, I think 
same thing with me like I didn't I never invited God I didn't even think to invite him into my dating life because no one had taught me that and, like, and the truth is that I think that's a culture thing because yeah. it's like yo date till you figure out what you want that's just it date, just, yo, just but even not I was told not to date like you know so, so I was told not to date like dating was a sin you know I, I enjoyed the date you have to the pour and no <laughs> I didn't I didn't really date you know um I dated like later on in my life but like but I didn't really date and so I would just go based off of how I felt like if I have a vibe with this person okay cool like you want to take me out I'll, we'll go we'll have a good time and if there's multiple moments like that then great but I never thought to ask God when it came to my relationships that I had chosen I never thought to ask God oh is this the right person for me for me I pay attention to vibes. So when I see that something's not happening organically or this is too dysfunctional for me, I was well aware that I didn't want that. You know what I mean? And so when it came to you, I had gone to a place where I'm like, listen, I, I don't want it if it's not God. I don't want it if this is not my person. I was tired of the dating process. And so when I met you, I went to God and I said, God, okay, these feelings that I'm having caught me off guard. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting, <laughs> yeah, like the vibes were friendly. I wasn't expecting to wake up in the morning and start, this is the first person I want to talk to. I wasn't expecting to all day, I'm wondering, what well, I wonder what Sammy's doing. And, you know, I wonder if, if Sammy and I can go out for lunch or go out for, like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting those feelings <laughs> to hit me. <laughs> so when they did, I had to ask God because, again, when you meet the right person, it makes you level up. It makes you do better. It makes you want to do better. And so when I met you and I and and we started spending more time together and talking more, and I realized, wait a minute, I have feelings here. What are these feelings? I asked God for clarity, and it was in me asking you that that even gave me the security to even be open to pursue what this was. The other thing was that because you submitted to God. Mm -hmm. If his presence is absent, yes, you'll while know. While you're relating with this person, mm -hmm. you're gonna have that strong sense. Some call it an intuition. Some call it just a. Mm, I'm just not discernment, so sure. whatever. The spirits, whatever you want to call it. But you're going to have a sense that I do not have peace yeah. and rest here. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with your relationship yes. with your maker. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that let me know that things were extremely different between us and what I had experienced before was there was absolutely no difference between how I felt with you and how I felt in the presence of God. And I am a person that knows presence. Mm -hmm. And so... For me, the fact that there was no distinction there, I was like, listen, something divine is happening. I too, when I had some very real conversations with God, I actually opened myself up to a fast. And uh, we're not gonna so, like spiritualize this because the truth is we were homies. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I even gave Atia a birthday shout out on her 29th birthday, I got happy, I got thanks bro. <laughs> God bless. Because I really thought he was the bro. God bless. <laughs> and I was not offended because it was we pure. were genuinely it was just pure. friends. Yeah. I wasn't scheming. 
I wasn't plot. Are you sure? No, okay. no, could, you, he really wasn't. You could you really could wasn't. check with everybody. I no, wasn't. but I knew because I didn't get that feeling. Like I didn't get that feeling of ooh, I need to put my guards up here. Or like you know when somebody's trying to push up on you or they're trying to pursue something with you, but you're like, mm, let me get to know you a little bit. It was not mm -hmm. like that. We were genuinely friends. Like I enjoyed having conversations with you. I enjoyed just just being around you, but on a, in a platonic way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until we were spending so much time together and spending so much time talking that I realized, oh my gosh, if I knew I was coming to also, see you, all of a sudden people, I would get nerves. Also, like, the people that we were talking to, just, you know... Like, we don't... We yeah, All those people <laughs> just faded. It just, it just happened. No, Everyone for real. Just fell off. For it's real. like, yo. It's like it's, nothing even mattered at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, it, it just, yeah. When it's the right person, it, it just happens organically. It does not need to be forced. You do not need to ask him for what, when are you going to get your ring? You do not, like, you don't, we don't have to do all of you that. You also don't need to subscribe to the spooky stuff of, oh, my prophet, Oof. the apostle, the bishop. Oof. Oh, my auntie. Oof. This person <laughs> says that this is my life partner. Oof. None of that. No. Because the truth is that your heart, your soul, your inner self mm -hmm. will communicate to you by peace mm -hmm. and by the rest that this person offers to you consistently. Mm -hmm. And like we said, organically because the other thing with consistency and i'm gonna tell you as a reformed savage <laughs> is that if you gotta go <laughs> you will be consistent yeah until until, until you, you, meet know, your goal. you meet your goal you then it's goal. you know we gotta now assess do we maintain or are we gonna fall back? Yeah. This is when people get ghosted. This okay. is when all of a sudden the energy changes yeah. or you know, you do the gaslighting and you confuse them and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, and then <laughs> you know that it's just cause you're about to do a dart out. <laughs> but really and truly. I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> really and truly, the consistency. Yeah that comes organically mm -hmm. even the above and beyond that you don't have to ask for mm -hmm. those are the telltale signs no seriously there were little things that you did like yo sam did you actually eat today i realized you worked like 10 hours did you, did you actually eat today yeah. or saying listen i know you're used to always being right but you're dead wrong hold that <laughs> our first our first couple months it was, was tough guys ah, it was tough I was calling Everett like every other day I was calling tough. the man there be like yo yo who does this girl think she is it was tough because and you and I are two very strong personalities strong. okay strong, we're very yeah. strong personalities and so me coming from I'm I I was like the alpha female like I'm good on my own I don't need anybody to tell you don't say alpha female in uh, 2020 no we don't whatever what do we say yeah, just a strong whatever I was, I, was, I was good on my own I didn't want any man telling me what to do and what I said goes that's just how it, how it was mm -hmm. and 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 the reason I was like that was because I had been in a lot of situations where I would feel something I would send something and the person would put me in a position where I questioned it. Mm -hmm. So when I finally learned to trust my voice, when we got together, I was strong. I know this is what I think, this is what I feel, and this is what it is. And I had to learn 
that there are different perspectives. And if I love you, I have to take the time to understand where you're coming from, understand what's going on with you and not just be so, no, I'm stuck here. And then there's no room for anything else. The other thing maybe was, we had to be careful what we prayed for. I asked for a partner that would challenge me to grow. Did you really? I did. And I also asked for a partner who would help me to expand in my emotional spectrum. I always tell you this, yeah. that I have four emotions, happy, <laughs> sad, mad, annoyed. These are the four. <laughs> and so it's like, listen, if you're not making me happy, <laughs> you're annoying me. And if you're not annoying me, I'm probably sad right now. Yeah. Or, and you just need to get or out. Or frustrated, you, you know? And so learning to communicate various emotional states mm-hmm. expanding that emotional spectrum it didn't happen till i got into a relationship with you and it was through those early months mm-hmm. of our long-winded arguments where we was like listen we realized listen we're not going to argue there will be no moments where it's we're attacking the, the essence of this person mm-hmm. attacking their character but we're going to table issues and we're going to talk through issues until there is an understanding that we can both rock with mm-hmm. and part of of letting go of of your ego in relationship is being able to do that mm-hmm. and it took us a while mm-hmm. and the truth is I don't think I'm not, it took us that It long. did, though, because I still had that toxicity in me that said, listen, <laughs> as much as we came to this agreement, I'm still not all the way sure. <laughs> and this is the truth of how you felt, too, on certain yeah. things. It was like, listen, I'm still not giving up all of me, right? But It was a process. Over time, we learned process. to trust that, listen, this person actually, like, actually, for real, for real, mm-hmm. has my best interest. Yeah. Even in ways that I haven't even noticed yeah. yet, right? Yeah. And And I think that's what you need to pay attention to. Does this person have my best interests? Mm -hmm. I know without a shadow of a doubt that Sammy has my best interests. Sammy knows that I have his best Mm interests at all times. And even when it comes to certain things, I make sure that before I even bring it up to my partner, before I even mention it, that I am coming from a place where I have our best interests at heart or I have his best interests at heart. And that I'm not coming from a place of dysfunction or fear or anything like that but it's is this the best decision for our family and we're then able to sit down and communicate in a very organic and very Mm. um effective way because our egos are not in the way and it's no longer about oh well i need you to understand what i'm trying to say and you need to understand and i and you need me to understand what you're trying to say and then we're at odds the other thing too is that when you are a boss which is this audience when you are a leader Mm -hmm. when you are a strong personality you need another strong personality to bring out the fullness of who god has created you to be yeah and coming into the reality of that is a lot different than how we think it is going to be Mm -hmm. and so frankly you are going to have to learn patience and grace yeah. as you encounter strength mm-hmm. because it, from the place of partnership you are going to be challenged at every turn to become better mm-hmm. to do better to think better to approach things better and it's very much a mirror mm-hmm. and so if you're afraid to be vulnerable if you're afraid to be challenged if you're afraid to grow 
then frankly, don't don't sign up for a relationship. No, it's Especially not, not time. with a strong person. It's not time. Because it means you're, you haven't reached the place yet where something genuine, something real can grow. Yeah. Have you said all your three things yet? Yeah. You did? Yeah, okay, yeah. I just thought you were there. The last thing, I think this is a bonus that we have to share. To protect the... Third parties? Yeah. Oof. You see where I'm going? Oof. You see where I'm going? Go you see, there. You see my rib? You see that? <laughs> so in order to protect both the integrity and the future of what you are building with your partner, mm -hmm. you have to be on guard for third parties. Now, what do we mean by third parties? Third party opinions, third party presence, third party emotions, mm -hmm. third party confusion, mm -hmm. third party, all of that. Mm -hmm. All these things fall into that category with third party. And it is either the third parties in your life, your friends, your family, your loved ones, those that you relate to on any kind of level are fueling the fire of your relationship, are investing into your relationship, are championing who God has created in the two of you, or they are actively sent in your work environment, at your church, with your friends, in your family, in your sphere of influence to distract to detour, to confuse, and to separate you. Mm -hmm. And so it is very important to establish the boundaries and the fences around what God has entrusted to you. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, I think of you, baby, and I think this is everybody. You think of your partner as a treasure. Of course. Now, would you put a diamond on display in your living room no. for everybody to walk no. through and do whatever they want with? No. no. These important the things place. are treasured and protected. Mm -hmm. And so it is very important that you have that open dialogue about what are our boundaries as a couple? Mm -hmm. What is it that if you do this thing, I'm going to lose my trust for you. I'm going to lose my comfort with you. I'm going to feel vulnerable when it comes to the opposite sex, when it comes to people that you relate to, even in your working environment, mm -hmm. when it comes to your friends, your family, the different layers of your world. What are the boundaries that we can all come into agreement about? Yeah. These are the things that safeguard and protect a relationship, especially the relationships that we're talking about, which are destiny relationships mm -hmm. that have a long way to go. Yeah. You will not get there until you learn the importance of protecting yourself from third parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so important, you know. Um I think that's it. I think that's it. For now. Atia Heels <laughs> Trevor, thank you yes, so much sir. for joining us. Thank you for having me. I think you were an amazing co-host. Thank you. Frankly, we touched on a lot of things. A so lot of things. We're going to have to chop this up. <laughs> this might be a couple of episodes for our people. And to all the lovebirds out there, we say we champion your love. Yeah. Congratulations to you. We love you. For those who are literally in the who cut, are who are love. putting in work, who are figuring it we out, still, we are championing we you. We're here for you. We're supporting you. If you guys have any questions, any comments, anything that you would even suggest to us, please reach out. And we'll see you on the next episode of Real Talk, the podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.